In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of a sentence. I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on the We the People Radio Network. The date today is Tuesday, August 9th, 2008. My name is Benjamin Miller, and I'm chilling here with my fellow book cooking control freak business partners, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And Byeth on the soundboard. Hello. Uh, we've got a great show for everybody tonight. We're going to be getting into the typical soiree of news tonight, as well as your phone calls on everything under the sun. But first, we've got some important business to settle. Straight ahead, you are on the farm. We've got to clean up this country. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We are here today to effect a change. We are here today to fuel the deconstruction of the official myth. We are here today because fear is never a good enough reason to do nothing. We are here today to begin draining this cesspool of lies and distortion we refuse to drown in any longer. We are here today to ask those still sleeping to wake up. Nothing makes me more happy than hearing animal noises. Yes, that's a sad part of my life. (laughs) Before we get to the business, the real hardcore business here, Ben, uh, we all correctly, incorrectly guessed the intro tonight. Uh, As you all know, they can't get our intro right. They haven't gotten it right for a long time. And now we've begun to start betting and and created a game show out of whether or not the station can play our intro correct. Um, place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Place your bets. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. So anyway, I, I had guessed, uh, Ben, you had guessed that they were going to play the correct intro tonight. You had faith, I had faith. in the network, but uh, I didn't. So you were wrong. Pyeth, I thought it was going to be the um, tax man, and he was wrong. I thought it was going to be the Cheech and Chong wake up intro, and I should have known it was the network one. You know, I just, it was a slip of the head. So now we do drop down a bit. I am three for six. Ben and Pyeth are both one for six, and so was a network. So, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I sure, I sure have. So I don't know, Ben. Obviously, we have the, you know, just as usual, we have the crazy, the unbelievable, the sickly, the yeah. disheartening type news. But I don't know if you, you know if it's even worth commenting on the obvious rumors and the allegations and everything going on in the Patriot community. Um, I don't know what to make of it, Ben. It's it's pretty it's pretty sad, and uh, you know, from my own personal standpoint, if they could uh, start focusing on what what matters, like playing our intro right, yes, uh, then, <laughs> then perhaps we wouldn't. Because have that's these. where the problems all stem <laughs> from. Course. I mean, listen, you know, get our damn intro right. But no, we're being very selfish, and we are being facetious. So um, it, it's sad, uh, but you know, I guess it just proves that no matter where you go, there's going to be drama, and people are going to you know disagree, and there's going to be problems. But let's just yeah. hope that uh, at the end of the day, let's hope. Um, that this whole thing can be resolved and that there's no more bad blood and we can start getting along because uh, we all do stand for the same principles, I think, at the end of the day. Um, so that's those are my thoughts. Ben, yours, perhaps? Yes? Uh, no, I, the, the, I guess that's the same thing. Um, you know, we, we're 
very focused here at the Animal Farm. We yes, want we to. are. Obviously, we're focused because we drink beer and play animal noises all day. <laughs> <laughs> very focused. We we're, are. we're focused with our show, and we want to we want to take it to the next level. We want to, uh, you know, go head on and, and straight ahead and do it hardcore and uh, bring the news forward and all the information that everybody needs to hear. Um, so it is sometimes a shame when, when you see the, uh, the distractions out there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and how they affect the broadcasting and, and so on. So absolutely. So. Yes. And the uh, various, uh, well, distractions, I guess, is yeah. the only way. I guess we'll just it. leave it there and yeah. say a prayer and all this stuff. And as far as distractions go and as far as our own little beef and uh, I guess you could say uh, distractions on our own, you know, on the animal farm's end. Because it does uh, happen everywhere. It does happen. Not, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we get mad at each other. You know, I don't bring beer to the show and I, who didn't pay for pizza, that whole thing. But those yeah. are minor, I think, for the most part. Uh, but as far as the major things, obviously we did have, you know, we were called from God himself, mm-hmm. itself, yep. God's self, uh, last show. And we, we did receive quite a few complaints. I mean... Uh, because people uh, were offended that you know God called in. I think God was having a bad. Why? Well, God was having a bad day. You know, he did use a few cuss words. We had to beep him, mm-hmm. and it was yep. it was one of those things where we had to put him on delay. And yeah, it was it was out of our yeah it was out of our control. I mean, you know, and if you can you listen back when we had Jack. I, mean, I don't know how to follow up a Thursday show, man. We had Jack Blood and God yeah. on the show, so I don't really know how you could possibly top that. We will try, of course, tonight. And there is a plethora of news in almost every category. Um, so, you know, nevertheless, well, maybe we'll have God back on to, to kind of, you know, heal, yeah. heal us and bring us back to heal the wounds of, and the, right. uh, and the, uh, um, discrepancies that, you know, the confusion by him calling in. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. I, I think no well put. Thank you. All right. So let's get to it. And I want to start right off with the unbelievable. And that is the NYPD shuts down kids lemonade stand. It's uh, unbelievable. Tax dollars hard at work. <laughs> As I always say, out of NBC, Are you serious, man? I'm serious, Ben. And this is not the first time it's happened, but, but more <laughs> oh on that later. God. Two young New York City entrepreneurs are back in business after a visit from the boys in blue. A Battery Park Patrol officer shut down Wallach and Arthur Perry's lemonade stand Monday because the nine and ten year old siblings didn't have a vending permit. <laughs> <laughs> after the visit from police, the children applied for a permit but were turned down. Their disappointment didn't last long, however, when pressed about the issue, the Battery Park Authority admitted that their patrol officer had overreacted and granted the Perry children permission to reopen their stand. So Now, I've gotten word that a child is using his imagination, and I've come to put a stop to it. <laughs> Amen. Like I said, this is not the first time. This happened in Florida, I think, 2003. But that was when a neighbor, that is, uh, that was a neighbor complaining. I mean, that's equally as sad, but, you know, when you talk about a you know, patrol officer, yeah. uh, you know, come on. And not having a business permit, you know, that is a... Uh, that is so pathetic and pitiful that it's uh, it's embarrassing. It's it is. embarrassing as an American. Yeah, because you know uh, you you try. To, that's one of the best things about America, or that supposedly was one of the best things about America, is that any child could just go out there and sell lemonade, sell lemonade to somebody driving by, <laughs> God, a thirsty, a thirsty fellow human being <laughs> driving by. Before you know it, they're going to have to go through checkpoints to see if the lemonade is contaminated for uh-huh. bombs and yeah. terrorism, but. You know, obviously yep. the degradation of our police system. And we talk about New York seeds. City. They can only have three seeds per glass uh, maximum. Otherwise, and it's then a be- health And then before you know it, the IRS yeah. is going to you know get involved and say that they have to pay taxes on the profits. Yep. So, I mean, they, I, owe, it, they owe them a nickel for all their days. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all coming and, you know, just get ready for it. But uh, I do have an update here. 
uh, from way back out of the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department when they dumped the paraplegic, I believe, or the quadriplegic, I believe, yes. on the floor. This is an update. Um, deputies, deputies were found negligent in an inmate wheelchair dumping out of Fox News and the Associated Press. Uh, Tampa, Florida, once again, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Deputy has resigned and another was fired over the dumping of a wheelchair-bound inmate onto the floor. According to an internal affairs report released Tuesday, another six deputies have been suspended without pay, reprimanded for not intervening back in January. Orient Road jail surveillance footage showed veteran Deputy Charlotte Marshall-Jones dumping Brian Sterner out of his wheelchair and searching him on the floor after he was brought in on a warrant after a traffic violation. Folks, many of you saw the video. I don't have to explain what happened. Um, a very, very sick man. Yeah, it really is. Um, the report says the deputies failed to intervene, document um, what happened to tell or supervisors about the incident. So at least there is some punishment. But once again, Ben, I, I'm not satisfied. I, I really think we need to hold our police officers in any state, in any county, anywhere in, the, in America, much higher. I think the standards have to be upped one way or another. We have to hold people accountable. Um, and, and, you know, and then, for example, I mean, we talk about, and this is Jimmy Justice material all the way through, but we talk about... I am um, Jimmy Justice! Thank you, Jimmy Justice. Uh, out of WNBC.com, two female officers are now charged in a road rage pistol whip attack. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll read a bit of it, but I mean, the basic story here is that some guy, hey, some guy with an SUV had his door open. They pulled up. These two uh, female officers started yelling, cussing at him. He started yelling back. They come over. He tried to shut his door, and they maced him. Wow. They sprayed, you know, whatever the stuff is in the, in the face here. Um, yeah, NYPD officers Michelle Anglin, 37, and Colin Roberts, 24, were charged with assault, gang assault, criminal possession of a weapon for the Williamsburg melee uh, on August 15th. And, you know, the, the long story short here is that uh, they were suspended and stripped of their guns. As they were arraigned Sunday on a gang assault charges, Robinson's bail was set ten thousand cash. Angel's bail was set twenty five thousand, but they weren't openly fired. So you know, it's just every time. I mean, you know, when are we going to hold these people accountable? They well, they're never these, fired. Yeah, no, they just never. they're suspended. They go back to desk work for a couple weeks, and before you know it, they're back on the street, like we always say. Fired. 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 Yeah. Fired. So. Fired. Yeah, and then one more update here. And I have a lot of crazies. Maybe I'll save it for the second hour, too, but I do have the update on the Bigfoot. And I know, I know it's extremely disappointing. Yeah. Perhaps the most disappointing piece of news, but the Bigfoot and body. And the most unexpected, too, because I, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course, we never could have thought this was a hoax. But the Bigfoot body revealed to be a Halloween costume. So it really was a rubber suit. And I was so in, you know, I just couldn't wait for this. Uh, ben, this really kept me in anticipation. The excitement over a supposed Bigfoot body that built all last week, culminating Friday in a circus-like press conference in Palo Alto, California, collapsed like a wet souffle over the weekend as an independent investigator found out it was all fake. Searching for Bigfoot.com, owner Tom Biscardi paid an undisclosed sum to Matthew Witten and Rick Dyer, the two Georgia men who say they found the body for their frozen corpse and the privilege of trotting them out in front of TV cameras. So <laughs> all you Bigfoot uh, crazy people out there, I'm sorry. And maybe one day we will catch this elusive uh, mammoth uh, this creature primate being thing. Okay, Absolutely. so Ben, you go. Yeah, um, this one's weird. It's not so much funny, but it's very weird. <laughs> Most uh, of them are. Dead man stands throughout three-day wake. Oh, um, <laughs> family fulfills Puerto Rican's wish by propping his body in the living room. Puerto Rican man has been granted his wish to remain standing. Even in death, a funeral home used a special embalming treatment to keep the corpse of the 24-year-old Angel Pondaja 
Medina standing upright for his three-day wake. Oh, man. That's called working stiff. (laughs) (laughs) Dressed in a Yankees baseball cap and sunglasses, Pendoja was mourned by relatives while propped upright in his mother's living room. His brother Carol told the El Nueve Dia newspaper the victim had long said he wanted to be upright for his own wake. He wanted to be happy standing. Interesting, interesting stuff. Um, This right here, uh, a rap group makes waves with O'Reilly's death threats. You have that clip, don't you? I do you? have the clip, uh, this this rap group that I believe uh, called yeah, cool. the East Coast Avengers came out with a rap song and where they basically just call for killing O'Reilly. Well, um, yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens here because obviously I'm not going to... Hey, that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pia, uh, I as much as I understand so. where you're coming from, I'm not going to endorse the killing of O'Reilly. I'm very, I really don't like the man. I, I'm very upset with how yeah. he... He, uh, you know, his show the whole nine. We know what's going on, but you know, let's see how this is all handled. If they're arrested, if this whole thing happens, because you know, you got to be careful with what you say today. Yeah, oh, fucking thing sucks. <laughs> but here is the clip. We're only gonna play thirty seconds of it because it gets very naughty after it gets, that. It gets a little crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> So I'm going to turn that down before he starts He's, saying it that. It starts getting a little crazy after that. Yeah, uh, um, which is totally fine, but not for here in this show in this yeah. point of time in this time slot. But um, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> but that's, what, that's what he says. And he, he goes on to talk about uh, killing his family in front of him while he's watching. Well, and, that's, and, it's yeah, just, and this is the I mean, kind of thing just, where, you know. It's just a bad idea, man. I mean, that's... The, that comes from a, a very inexperienced type of activism yeah. out there that they don't understand. <laughs> this is a, this is the type of activism where they say we have to fight fire with fire and we have to, yeah. um, you know, because if, if we killed O'Reilly, there'd be so much less dead people in the world. He wouldn't be able to trick so many ignorant, mm-hmm. stupid people out there. And yes, that while that may be true, they would just replace yeah, him with someone. They else. They would replace him with someone else. Yeah, and, and and fighting fire with fire is is a ridiculous notion. Anyways, you should always fight fire with water because yeah. it works. Well, we know. Fire! 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 Well, we remember what Michael Reagan did, and he was not even slapped on the wrist for calling for the, you know, he wanted to supply the bullets and pay for the bullets to kill people who were sending the troops DVDs, information, anything Mm -hmm. other than what the government wants them to know, and he was calling for the death of those people. So uh, I don't know what's to, what's going to become of this rap group, but obviously I think, uh, you know, action's going to get taken here, Bannon. You, you just can't call for the killing of someone's family. But yeah, we shall see. We shall see. And uh, is that it for you as far as the funny? I have, one, crazy? I have one more that's crazy and funny, but Good. it mixes into real stuff. Oh, boy. Which is kind of, uh, yeah, airline okay. captain, uh, lawyer. And child are on terror watch list. Oh no! Oh this my is, god! Yeah, this just came out. Uh, commercial pilot can carry gun and cop cockpit. Uh, yet name is on terror watch list. Uh, <laughs> this is out of San Francisco. James Robinson is a retired Air National Guard brigadier general and a commercial pilot for a major airline who flies passenger planes around the country. He has even been certified by the Transportation Security Administration to carry a weapon into the cockpit as part of the government's defense program. Should a terrorist 
try to commandeer a plane, <laughs> but he is a terrorist. Uh, but there's one problem. James Robinson, the pilot, has difficulty even getting to his plane because his name is on the government's terror terrorist watch list. That means he can't use an airport port kiosk to check in. He can't do it online. He can't do it curbside. Um, and also, I believe his wife and his son, yes, eight-year-old boy, doesn't know what a terrorist is, but he's on the watch list, too. <laughs> That's a pretty big dilemma <laughs> no to be kidding. a pilot and a terrorist. Yeah. It's got to be a difficult life, and I feel bad for him. But, well, you know, Ben, it's all for safety. It's all for our, our it's well-being. Freedom. It's freedom. Um, and finally, finally, without a minute left, uh, Michigan authorities say a shoplifting suspect has died after being crushed in a trash compactor where she was hiding. Oh. Easton County Sheriff's Department said two women fled oh. a Lansing area. TJ Maxx discounts her after spraying a security <laughs> guard with mace. A deputy found one of the women behind the nearby trash compactor. Deputies say the woman wouldn't say where the other one was hiding. And shortly afterward, authorities got a call about a woman trapped in a trash compactor. Tyree Monique Tate of Delta Township was pulled from the machine by rescuers and taken to a hospital where... <laughs> Come back to folks. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, not a good place. But much on the way here, uh, we're going to get into some health news. We got uh, new rules for New Jersey uh, preschoolers now required to take shots. Stay tuned. of our program, and I mean that sincerely. We don't resort to sex or crime or violence or drinking. On the. that yeah well you know we, we, have, yeah, we have beer and pizza in the studio and it gets a little out of hand yeah uh okay so we're back yeah all right well what are you gonna do interesting how long were we back for before <laughs> I don't, we even you noticed? know i really don't know ben that's a good question we were having zero such a good point zero zero you know we were talking we have some <laughs> remember the warheads ben these little crazy yes candies? i do i'm so glad you have them i haven't had those in years they're excellent. They really excellent. are. The uh, the green ones are, and the yellow ones are the most sour. Yeah. Uh, the one that you got right there, that's a raspberry, I think. That's the least sour. Well, I was telling Pete, like, when I was in middle school, those were like currency. You could yeah. buy things with warheads. <laughs> and uh, okay. You could get girls to go on dates with you. Uh, <laughs> you really could, things, though. Like, yeah. it, I'm not even joking. And uh, just, just, just to give you a glimpse here, I want to get at some health news here. And obviously, my mental health is not too well because we just missed our break. But um, <laughs> it, it's unbelievable that I have. Listen to these two stories, and I'll get into them later, but only in this day and age will you have two headlines like this. Vitamin supplement causes 200 to lose hair and fingernails. Uh-huh. And... Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's not funny at all. No, it's not, it's not funny, but listen, listen <laughs> Why to... Why are you putting a laugh track in there, it's really not, it's not. It wasn't meant to be funny. Pyeth is obviously mentally disturbed more than I am. <laughs> but listen to this one. Psychedelic drugs could heal thousands. Wow. <laughs> you got vitamins. <laughs> this is sick. An all-time low here at the Animal Farm. You have psychedelic drugs that could heal people and vitamins that are causing nail and hair loss wow. for people. Well, let me start. Yeah, it's sick, folks. I don't know I, I don't know where I get them, but I, I do a lot of research, and I come across these ones, and I have to share them with you, great listeners out there. Oh, by the way, if you do want to happen to want to call, if there's anybody even listening out there, <laughs> 512-646-1984. The God, one I hope the, nobody's listening. I hope not. 512-646-1984. Yes, we like to laugh at ourselves. That's how we keep this. Did you uh, need a lot of chips when you were a kid? I didn't. I did not. 
And, of course, AnimalFarmShow.com is the website. You can also instant message us at Animal Farm Show, one word, A-I-M. So if you don't you know, want to call and uh, you talk to us, you can just instant message us. And, Ben, you keep an eye on that, right? So you, I do. So you kind of be talking to Ben. So, ladies, mm-hmm. definitely instant message him <laughs> immediately. Uh, let me start here. And, and, you know, again, folks, uh, we always start these shows with some humor because the news we talk about generally is pretty poor and pretty terrible, especially in our fading uh, situation here in this country. But uh, this is kind of one you'll take for, well, take it for what you want. But New Jersey now requires flu shots for preschoolers. And not only did I want to talk about this article for the obvious implications, we talk about flu shots, we talk about the mercury, which yeah. we know is still in the in the vaccines, thimerosal, the preservative, mm-hmm. which contains the mercury. But um, there's a really sad sentence at the very end that ends the article, and I'll read that too. But first off, the American Academy of Pediatrics said New Jersey has become the only state to require flu vaccines for preschoolers or other students. The new rule, yeah, it's true. The new rule was approved last December and takes effect at the start of the school year. Preschoolers and children attending licensed child care centers must come to school with proof of a flu vaccine. So they obviously have to have some kind of medical proof in document form. I don't know. Uh, uh, The state also requiring preschoolers to get a pneumococcal, I guess something vaccine, and sixth graders to get a whooping cough, booster shot, and meningitis shot. I'll try again. Pneumococcal. What? Never mind. New Jersey health officials said young children are particularly contagious transmitters of the flu. And here comes the... The two sentences here. Listen to this. The new requirement is facing resistance from some parent groups. Here we go. They are worried about the safety of giving young children vaccine doses. And I know it's the obvious thing to most of our listeners. Like, oh, don't we know this is uh, an obvious issue. We know this is dangerous. But, yeah. you know, you, when you try to step back and you look at it and you say, yeah, I mean, but take a look at it from the outside perspective that, you know, not only do we have so many really intense issues, but now we're at the point now where parents are so they're waking, you know, to what's going on and they're doing their research. And now they're afraid to give their children vaccines to mm-hmm. prevent them against just common things like the yeah. flu and uh, things that shouldn't be a problem. And then, you know, when you do get into these types of debates, you hear people say, well, you know, it's, you know, you have to be careful because the flu goes around, you know, th- these kids obviously at this young age are potentially at risk for, if they do get the flu, they could die. But unfortunately, uh, you know, people are not anti-vaccine. They're just anti-thimerosal when you get deep enough. Mm-hmm. And there, therein lies the problem. So, um, you know, just one thing after another. And, and obviously you could see the implications of a problem like this because, you know, vaccines should be a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, but they're not because of the well, obvious. you'd think so, you know. I mean, well, you'd think that, that the doctors know what's best for people and that they are uh, keeping a close eye on what's in those vaccines and then there are any no. other harmful materials in there. Um, and because, because there are a host of other ones. It's not just the Marisol, uh, which contains the mercury. Sure. There's also, uh, you know, the, the rat poison and stuff like that that's in there as well. Yeah. And, and Jenny McCarthy went through that whole list of them um, when she was on Larry King. There's all kinds of stuff. So much stuff that you can't even uh, catalog it all, really. It yeah. sounds like something that you'd find in a cigarette or something like Essentially, that. Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's that bad. So, yes, common sense would dictate that you would look at that and you would say, um, uh, yes, we want to get our child vaccined and, and protected against this, but even the flu vaccines in general, they don't even they don't even uh, protect against the flu. Yeah. They, essentially, the, the people that create the flu vaccines, they sort of uh, guess which flu strand is going to be the one for the year that's going to harm so many people, and then they make the vaccine for it, and then if it turns out not to be that flu strand, which it never does, sure. then all the vaccines that everybody put in their body, all the disgusting, dangerous camel chemicals that everybody in their body um, are, are essentially just a complete waste. Yeah, and if something does end up happening to a child after they receive a vaccine, it, you're, you're SOL, and you know uh-huh. what that all stands for, because you can never prove a link, and we've learned that through 
mainstream media and, and many other articles. And I even read another kind of follow-up article about Gardasil. It kind of started out to be like, you know, screaming this neutral standpoint. But apparently this mother wrote it and she ended up giving her daughter the Gardasil thing, even though she knew that it was a minor risk. And even if it happens, there's still a chance you can get at this whole thing. Yeah. And at the end of the article, it was kind of followed up with, well, you know, we just wanted to protect our child, and uh, maybe we were naive, but she's fine. She's got no side effects. And I'm like, loser, you know, women, yeah. girls have died from this vaccine. You're don't, lucky don't your child me, doesn't have side effects. Don't tell me there's no link. I mean, yeah. don't, you know, BS yourself. But you get really deep well, into the health issue. Well, my ass and call me Charlie. <laughs> Very good. And, and, you know, me, Ben, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily anti-big pharma, but the more you read about some of these big, yeah, you are. me, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, not, initially, no. But, you know, you, yes! you look at some of the big companies, uh, and there's two really, you know, major, major, major articles that came out. First one is that Merck, uh, the Merck Vioxx study, most of you know the Vioxx medicine obviously pulled now a major lawsuit about that drug. The study itself was for marketing, research suggests. Wow. Uh, the primary purpose of a 1999 clinical study that Merck and Company Incorporated said was done to test side effects of Vioxx was actually to support a marketing campaign before the now withdrawn painkillers launch, according to U.S. researchers. The real aim of the study, called Advantage, was to promote prescription of the new medicine when it became available, a so-called seeding project. That the researchers, pardon me, said on Tuesday, the research team based its conclusions on an extensive trawl of Merck inter internal and external documents collected by plaintiffs' lawyers preparing for Vioxx lawsuits. Uh, here's a quote. Documentary evidence shows that Advantage is an example of marketing framed as science, they wrote in the journal uh, Annals of Internal Medicine. Kevin Hill, a psychiatrist at McLean Hospital in Belmont, Massachusetts, and colleagues said the findings showed how studies masquerading as clinical science could be used to bolster marketing plans. So you can check it out. Those evildoers. It's out of Reuters. Merck Vioxx study was for marketing researchers. You can check it out. And then on top of that, you go even, it's not another great uh, story out of rinf.com, and it's entitled Children as Big Pharma Guinea Pigs, basically uh, concluding here that 98% of drug trials on children have no safety checks. I'll read one paragraph, and we'll, we'll stop because I can go on forever. But uh, this, is a, this is from David Gutierrez. Fewer than 2% of drug trials conducted on children have independent safety advisory boards or review published uh, in the Journal of Acta Pediatrica has found uh, research from Nottingham University reviewed reports on 739 international drug trials that had been published between 1996 and 2002. They found that although 74% of studies described their safety monitoring procedures, less than 2% included an independent safety review committee. So this is a great article, folks. Check it out, rinf.com. I can never yes. say that one. Children. Rinf. 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 You can't even say it. The acronym doesn't even work. Children as Big Pharma Guinea Pigs is the title, so you can obviously Google it for yourself. But we talked about it. My first fact will be to kill the whole lot of you and burn your turn to cinders. Great, great clip. Folks, we're up against a break, and I don't want to miss this one. We will be back on time this time, I promise. But I do want to comment on this and get your thoughts. 512-646-1984. AnimalFunks.com. We will return. Stay tuned.
Uh, I mean, if it's not bad enough that we got booted off the network for some reason, they got to play Seal while we're off. I mean, ah, that hurts. Yeah. thing sucks. <laughs> uh, folks, I don't know what else can go wrong tonight, but I'm really curious. Yeah, I wonder why we got kicked off. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because we had God on our show last week. Maybe uh, we're really causing controversy deep down. I mean, I think it's conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy against know. the no Anyway, folks, I don't know how much more we can take here. Uh, but we did get booted, so you had to endure yeah. with the music. Hopefully, um, nobody dropped off. Yes, before uh, yeah, no, before we got booted here, we were talking about the uh, pharmaceutical industry. And we then you were making about, great points, by the way. I was making sorry. great points, and that's why we got cut off. Um, but uh, we, I was talking about how Bayer basically got exposed and uh, for giving HIV vaccines to children in far, faraway com- countries that had um, AIDS in them. And knowingly did so. They knowingly did so because they couldn't sell so. the product here. And I, let's play the clip going back from break because yes. people, I think, need to hear it again who haven't heard it yet. So we'll do that. And hopefully, God willing, maybe we will. I think we will have to speak to God when we get back. Hopefully, we'll figure out the, the reason for these issues against the animal farm. It's a, a conspiracy against the animal farm. And I will not stand for it, folks. I hope you're kidding. No, I'm not. Animalfarmshow.com, folks. We'll return and hopefully with a lot more grace. Stay tuned. I haven't felt tension like that since I got stuck in an elevator with Pat Buchanan and RuPaul. Silliness going on here tonight. Out of control. Tonight, yes. And out of control. 512-646-1984 is the number to reach us. 512-646-1984. If you'd like to drop some AOL instant message, please do so. It is Animal Farm Show, all one word. Um, we did get cut off before when we were uh, making very good parts about the uh, points about the pharmaceutical industry. I'm sorry I did that. <laughs> oh, I'm embarrassed that I did that. <laughs> and uh, the clip that I was playing was about how Bayer got exposed for uh, contaminating a ton of children overseas with the HIV uh, virus and the AIDS That uh, is unbelievable, virus. man. Yes. Yeah, apparently what happened, Ben, was that they, they developed this, I guess it was a blood medication. I'm not sure if it was a blood thinner. I think it was a blood thinner, but never, it's in a clip. But they developed this medication. It's got the HIV virus in it, mm-hmm. and so they can't sell it here to Canada, so they end up shipping it overseas. Yeah. And, uh, well, just play it. I mean, it's self-explanatory. It's crazy. Mike, welcome to the show. We appreciate you being on tonight. Thanks for the invitation, Joe. Okay, let's talk about the rat of the week. Why is Bear Corporation the rat of the week? Internal documents show that after this company positively, absolutely knew that they had a medication that was infected with the AIDS virus, they took the product off the market in the U.S. and then they dumped it in France, Europe, Asia, and Latin America. The medicine's called Factor 8. It was an, inject- an injection medicine that was used for hemophiliacs, mostly Children. Children had been born with an incurable disease. Hold on, hold on, Mike. So hold on, hold on. Hold on. So you're hold telling on. me hold that Bear knew that this drug was infected with the AIDS virus. They yanked it from the market in America, and then they dumped it in markets overseas? They had to figure out a way, Joe, to make a profit on a product that they could not sell in America. So they made a huge profit. They jumped. They dropped the product in Japan, Spain, and France. By the way, Joe, government officials in France that allowed that to happen actually had to go to prison for in America, not one corporate executive for this company has been indicted or even criminally it's investigated freedom. by our Justice Department. Why not? What, you're telling me that these people that dumped this AIDS-tainted blood in foreign countries yes. who killed children 
have not been have not been taken to task of the United it's, States. It's, it's worse than that. The U.S. government allowed it to happen. The FDA allowed this to happen. And now the government is completely looking the other way. Thousands of innocent hemophiliacs have died from the AIDS virus. And not only they're dying, their family members are dying because they're becoming infected with the disease. This company knew absolutely that they had a problem with the product. They knew that, that it was infected with AIDS. They dumped it because they wanted to turn this disaster into a profit. Mike, Mike, I, I want to... All right, so, I mean, that was the, the basic... Gist. Yeah, that was the basic point that we were trying to make, and uh, it turned out to be much harder to make than we originally I think we're planned, still on the air, so they'd, we are. we've gotten farther. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just give you a little information at a time. You'll eventually get it. No, it, it was it was very, you know, and, and most people don't even know that. So when you talk to them about how the pharmaceutical industry is messed up and how you are... Um, a little bit uh, we, uh, wary, I believe is the correct word. Uh, leery, leery. You got that one. That's I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, right? that's one of my uh, that's one of my nuclear things. Oh yeah, don't say uh, nuclear. Yeah, <laughs> but leery. <laughs> the reason why people are leery nuclear, out there, nuclear, you tell them that you're nuclear, leery of nuclear, the <laughs> nuclear power pants. God, I'm trying to make a point, please. Uh, it's the best show we've ever done. Yeah. Um, so you tell people that you are leery of uh, taking the vaccines and they look at you as crazy. Um, but it, that's why you have to break out a clip like that. That really shows that there is reason to be worried yeah, uh, and the, about and, stuff. And the two things, too, about this clip. And, you know, we've, we've played this clip before and I'll say I'll say uh, what I used to say and I'll say I'll say it again here. Uh, but this this kind of went down the memory hole like so many things do. Yeah. So many really important things do. It doesn't matter the topic. It could be health. It could be the economy. It could be the police state, this whole thing. But, yeah, I mean, this happened. This guy came out. He was on one or two, maybe three shows. I forgot his name, unfortunately. Uh, Mike Papantonio. Thank you, Mike Papantonio. You're always there. You're always there when I fell off <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and, by the way, wow. he, uh, Scarborough did say bear. It's bear. I mean, you know, he wasn't mistaking it for different. He just pronounced it a little bit weird. But, yeah, I mean, this is nuclear. This, nuclear. Uh, he comes out and says this, and this is exposed. Now, granted, this is the, there is, you know, we haven't been shown top-notch proof of this so it is you know we have to mm -hmm. basically believe mike's words but the point we're trying to make here folks after what we've well, talked the thing about is is that if you know uh, one of the one of the points that you could prove is that he he's not really allowed to go on air and say that without some type of evidence otherwise bayer would sue him for slander they're sure. allowed to do that sure um and then the, the notion that they haven't sued him for slander is is something um, that i we wonder be, i you know exactly. i like to look that up i mean you know it's 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 unbelievable to think that a company that big could not only do something like that, but to get away with it. I mean, look, we know what's going on, but well, that's the thing. It's just probably one scumbag in a high position over there that made that decision. Uh, but the but the general notion that we have to be worried about is the fact that there are scumbags in high positions that have the ability to make those huge decisions that affect thousands upon thousands of people. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. <laughs> Listening to Ben, Tony, and Pyatt on Animal Farm Radio Show. Hey, you touch that dial, I'll break your fing head. Well, there you have it, folks. The health news for today. Just rolling along. Day. <laughs> oh god, we try. 512-646-1984. If there's anybody with an earshot of this program, give us a call, talk anybody. to us, make fun of us, and tell us why our show is awesome or really, really bad. Um, 
once again, folks, if you missed it, uh, last Thursday we had Jack Blood uh, for basically the entire show, for about three quarters of the show, and it was a fantastic interview. Jack Blood is really, we're really thankful to have have him on the show, first of all, but yeah. to have him that long and, and to be able to really pick his brain about so many of the uh, very important issues, uh, you know, that are going on and right to now. to just have fun with them, too. Yeah, know? and to have some fun. Of course, we had, God, you know, God called in, and, and we had some fun with that, and unfortunately, we kind of piss some people off but you know what these things happen and you know you got to uh if you want to make an omelet you got to break some eggs okay. there you go <laughs> i guess that's no justification i'm probably gonna catch a lot of heat for that but yeah, i don't know like, about <laughs> keep digging the hole that there was great us. that was great good job you know, you know, so um, now moving towards the the police state news and yeah. of course now we got to talk about the dnc convention because now the, the articles and stories and videos coming out now are outrageous and it really i think it's worse now and what we're hearing about what they have prepared is worse than even i thought it was so uh, Ben, you know, lead the way, and I'll follow here. Let's let's get involved. And let's get some some conversation about this. Yeah, this is, is crazy. Um, yeah, I, I believe it was. Yeah, CBS News crew uh, had uncovered a huge warehouse house holding facility endeavor uh, consisting of steel cages topped with barbed wire, ready to receive thousands of protesters at this year's DNC Democratic National Convention. And we do have the audio clip that goes along with it. Um, let's see, how much time do we have before our break We've got about three minutes and 40 seconds. Okay, man. good. That's plenty Why of time. Why don't you play the clip and then we'll go. Absolutely. Here it is. And this is out of uh, CBS News. Excuse me. Democratic National Convention, those taken into custody will be jailed in a warehouse owned by the city of Denver. Our investigator Rick Salinger discovered the location and got inside just today for an exclusive look. Protesters, uh, Rick, not happy with the setup. As you would imagine, Jim and Karen, they are not. This is a building filled with metal holding cells. We showed up at the facility unannounced today. The doors were wide open and we managed to shoot for several minutes until a Denver sheriff's captain asked us to leave. The newly created lockup is inside a warehouse on the northeast side of Denver. Inside are dozens of metal cages. They are made out of chain-link fence material and are topped by rolls of barbed wire. Our presence here was not authorized nor welcomed. And this is a, this is a secure environment, secured area, so we're concerned about um, how that's going to be utilized by people who potentially are trying to be disruptive. In past conventions, mass arrests have taken place. With Denver's jails already overflowing, new space had to be created and officers trained. Each of these fenced-in areas is about five yards by five yards. There's a lock on the door. How long those arrested will be kept here is not known. A sign on the wall reads, warning, electric stun devices used in this facility. We showed our video to Adam Young and Zoe Williams, leaders of groups that plan to demonstrate during the convention. Very bare bones and also very reminiscent of a political prisoner camp or a concentration camp. I mean, that's how you treat cattle. And then you showed the thing where it said, you know, stun guns in use and just changed the word gun for bolt. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a meat processing plant. The sheriff's department will not discuss the facility at this time. But we want to make sure that we've got our, our game plan set sure that uh, the entire procedure is laid out, all the personnel know what they're supposed to do. The plans were to keep this place a secret, at least for now. The American Civil Liberties Union says it will ask the city of Denver how prisoners will get access to food and water, bathrooms, telephones, plus medical care, and if there will be a place to meet with attorneys. And the protesters, Jim and Karen, have already given this place a name. They're calling it Gitmo on the Platte. I don't like that name. 
Yeah, let's we'll, do something else. I love how the police are getting their game plan ready, as though this is NFL ticket for yeah. Sunday football. I love how they use these it's very, very lovely euphemisms. Just and the notion that they are that they have uh, uh, cattle prods and, and electric shock devices that are going to be used there are yeah. It's just totally, totally crazy. Uh, it, we've we've taken our police state and we've taken our silence of the freedom of speech to a completely new level, and it's it's something that uh, as Americans we should be completely ashamed about. We should be completely embarrassed that we've come this far. First, we've let them set up free speech zones. Now we've let them set up concentration camps with electronic shock devices in, um, and in fifteen by fifteen feet cells where we're all going to be in there. And I mean, I'm I'm personally not going to the dnc this year um not because you know I, I i just can't make it there um but not because i'm afraid or anything like that but yeah, i i do fear for the people that are going to be there yeah definitely. so we are coming up on the break ladies and you gentlemen be ashamed we'll, of yourself. yes you should we'll be uh, uh we'll be coming right back uh with more animal farm show animalfarmshow.com is the website uh stay tuned you are to be ashamed of yourself you are to be ashamed of yourself We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A world where the rule of law... You shut up! You shut up! The jungle, you shut up! You shut up! The conduct of shut nations. up! You shut up! When we are shut successful, up. and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order. An order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping Stop role... Stop me with your $10 words! of the UN's founders. Who has the milk and apples? 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 We pass on them! Miami's are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. They want us to leave. That's what they want us to do. And I think the world would be better off if we did leave. Well, the recent discovery of a makeshift jail in Denver's warehouse district is causing outrage among some. It was apparently constructed to hold DNC protesters. Members of the group Recreate 68 are calling the detention center Denver's Dirty Little Secret. 7 News reporter Russell Haythorn joins us live from that facility. And Russell, inside, there are fenced cages with razor wire on top, right? Right, Steve. And the city says those cages are for the safety of law enforcement agents and those who are arrested. But Recreate 68 calls this place a concentration camp unfit and inappropriate for human detainees. Clad in trench coats, bandanas, and in some cases, sunglasses, activists are calling for an explanation. We're trying to shine a light on this little secret political prisoner camp that was being set up in the city of Denver. Behind them is what they are calling Guantanamo Bay on the plaque. Some of us are calling this the dog pound, if you've seen the video. Through the window coverings, you can see inside large fenced-in areas with razor wire along the top. We're going to be locked in cages in the same building that they already said doesn't have a safe fire suppression system. The city never publicly announced plans to construct this facility. Its discovery has caused an uproar. The community surrounding this is uh, primarily uh, poor people of color that live around here who I'm sure nobody asked before this was put here. Its discovery is also causing concern 
This man and others came with their faces concealed. And the idea is to protect themselves from uh, police profiling. The DNC is still 10 days away, but it appears the clash of protesters and police has already begun. Yeah, and it, it, if you watch this video, this one is out of Braybart TV, B-R-E-I-T, Bart uh, TV. And, you know, it's... I'm just shaking my head, Ben, because I, mean, I know, you know, I, I, this doesn't shock me. I know this has been coming. We've been preaching this. So many people have been preaching this. Yeah. We saw what happened at the RNC in, I guess, uh, 04 with the Pure 57 concentration camps with the mm-hmm. oil bus depot thing. We know that this has been coming. We know this has been the worst, but we literally have protesters covering their face with handkerchiefs and hats yeah. to avoid racial profi- uh, profiling or any police profiling for that mm-hmm. matter. And we have them calling this building that's near the DNC, Gitmo on the Platte, Guantanamo Bay. The dog pound. We, and with yeah. concentration camps. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is so unbelievable. And but take a take a step back, okay? And imagine, uh, imagine if time travel was real, and Thomas Jefferson literally <laughs> saw what the hell was going oh, on God. in this country and looked at these concentration camps uh, and and the free speech zones that they have to try to stifle dissent. I mean, he would he would go in there. He would start shooting people. Yeah, he I mean, would start shooting people while throwing up a. Uh, up on them at the same time yeah. and and taking a dump in our nation's <laughs> capital. He would do all three of those things at once. I have no doubt. In my, yeah, I mean, in my mind. It, 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 ooh. And I think no matter we have the sound effects. Well, of course, and it, you just you just open the door for such horrific and offensive sounds, such as those pies. Is playing. <laughs> um, it's incredible. It really is, though. How far and, we've come. And this is I mean, this is this looks like science fiction. It looks like some kind of bad movie, but of course, it's really happening. And the police openly are you know they're getting ready. They get the game plan ready can't yeah. wait to get the terrorists in there yeah. and it's really it's just unbelievably sick but to your phones uh ray in pennsylvania ray what's up buddy hey tony hey, tony how's it going man very well very well long time how you been good i'm getting an echo uh you know you know what ray it's tonight is the night of the computer and technological errors so we're going to just kind of try to deal how about now try it again we're going to deal with the echo then that's we good can't, we just hey, can't, we can't can't catch a break tonight ray Hey, I've been dying to say this all day. Ready? Go ahead. Hello, Ben. That's it. <laughs> You've been dying to say hello, Ben, all day? It's like, hello, Ben. Anyway. Hello, <laughs> hello, Ray. I, th- I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to mock me when you're like, and my blah, 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 you know, co-host. I'm like, hello, hello man. Ben. <laughs> hey, see, people, seem, people seem to get such a kick out of hello. that. I never thought it would, you know, catch on to be such a, <laughs> and, you know, such a, you know, kind of a, a cult thing. But, Ray, I appreciate it. And, but, um, but, the, but the real question here is about this RNC and DNC, these protesters. First of all, what do they want to accomplish? And if they really want to accomplish something, they're at the wrong venues. Why don't they? Why don't they go to the IRS building or the Federal Reserve or something like that? But no, they got to go to the DNC or INC, and they're not going to accomplish anything. Yeah, I mean, look, protesting. I think ultimately, rarely, it doesn't necessarily accomplish a lot of things. It's not the point. I think. I think the idea is that look. People in this country are growing uh, more and more impatient. I think uh, for a number of reasons, we're all being pressed and squeezed. And most people are, you know, a lot of people uh, every day are waking up this whole thing and getting a lot more angry. It really doesn't matter, Ray. I mean, in my own opinion, it's just that we we should have, you know, the freedom and ability to go protest Mm -hmm. no matter what. Even if you're a John McCain fan and you want to protest at the DNC, it's so far beyond, though, the free speech zones. Like you said, Ben, Mm -hmm. now we're getting we're talking about concentration 
concentration camps with police and armed, you know, and dogs and all kinds of, uh, you know, thugs. So, uh, yeah, with, with it's got a heck of a lot to do with radical Islamic extremism. <laughs> Thank you, John McCain. Yeah, but I mean, and, and that's and that's the though, thing, guys. you know. But but the thing, Ray, is is you know when when people go and protest, the reason the First Amendment exists is to voice your opposition to something and uh, and to do it in a place that's right in front of the person that you're voicing opposition to. Uh, this way, uh, and making yourself as visible as possible. This way, when people walk by and they say, "Hey, what are you protesting? Hey, what's right. going on here? Why are you guys gathered here?" You can start. You, you can engage them, and it's it's that feeling of community and that feeling of uh, not the feeling, but the notion of information sharing and getting your information out there and exposing these thugs for who they are. That's what the First Amendment is all about. That's what gathering uh, in large groups and demonstrating is all about. So when they try to stifle that, they're not just stifling the notion of these people um, doing useless protests, which they probably are in most cases, but they're stifling the whole First Amendment and the whole concept, concept of the Constitution in general, and it's pitiful and disgusting. It yeah, right. me been, and, 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 yeah, and one more thing, Ray, before I let you yeah. comment. I mean, and this goes without saying, this is obvious talk, but it doesn't matter what these people are protesting. As long as they're nonviolent, I could totally disagree with their message, but obviously uh, I, I would hope to God that they're not in any kind of danger as far as you know being put into some kind of concentration camp without uh, you know their rights, basically. So your thoughts, Ray, go ahead. I am not a I'm, I'm not disagreeing at all about the right of someone to protest. Well, as I'm saying is, you know, maybe they're taking their anger out on the wrong people. I don't think the red pill or the blue pill is going to really, you know, really matter at this point. What state are you, a Republican state or a Democrat? It doesn't matter. Whoever you're yeah. protesting. I don't, I don't I just don't, you got to get down to the real, got to get down to the real thing. Go to the IRS building if you want to do something. Go to the Federal Reserve if you want to, you know. Put all your effort into something else, because I don't know if anything's going to get accomplished. I understand what you said. You know, I've been in protests before. I've been down in Philadelphia in front of the Liberty Bell and all the rest of this stuff. Did we accomplish anything? Well, maybe. Maybe we changed a few people's minds about things. I'm not sure. But, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. One of the things about this, one of the things about this, right, is that this is a precedent for them as much as it is for us, that they're setting up concentration camps to let us know that if we protest about anything anywhere in the country, we're right. going to get thrown into a concentration camp and we're going to have to deal with uh, um, uh, shockers and tasers and, and, and mace and things of that nature. Um, so this is just a prerequisite of, of what we're all going to be dealing with when we do go to Philadelphia and talk, talk in front of the Liberty Bell or, or if we go to um, you know, the IRS building. They'll set up free speech zones there. They will, um, you know, uh, and they'll do this quote unquote lawfully all they want. Um, but they will, they, they, they're going to do this, and this is just the first step in it. So we got to, we got to meet them face to face right here, right now. If we don't do that, then they are going to abuse the hell out of this power. Maybe, even maybe legal, but it ain't moral. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, killing Jews was legal, yeah. you know, and it's just the notion it's of terrible. legalities behind it. Even this, uh, even this story that we're going to be talking about coming up. Uh, where Hartford um, put, um, and I did a lot of research on this, but Hartford, Connecticut, uh, where we broadcast, and we're broadcasting from Fairfield, Connecticut, but Hartford, Connecticut police put a curfew out saying that if you're under 16 year old, years old, you have to be in um, before 9 o'clock. And I looked, up, I looked up their laws and their press statement, and they basically put a, a city council ordinance on there that was completely 1,000% contrary to the state constitution, uh, Section 7 in the state constitution, as well as Section 9 in the state constitution, uh, which are very similar to um, Article 4, 
um, in, uh, or I'm sorry, the Fourth Amendment in the National Constitution. Right. So very, very similar, but they use these state ordinances as quote-unquote laws to be able to do this, but then don't follow the supreme law of the land, which basically states that you have the right to privacy, be secure in your person's places and things. And uh, the, in this case, the First Amendment, which says that you have the right to pre- free speech and to uh, organize and uh, and and uh, I forget what the actual term is, but to let people in power know that you are there and that you are opposing them. Mm-hmm. You don't have rights until you're 18 years old. Who the hell do you think you are? Say, say again, Ray? You don't, you don't have rights until you're 18 years old? I mean, what, I mean so, so all of a sudden, you know, you have rights to life, liberty, and uh, pursuit of happiness, and that doesn't kick in until 18? So I found out today we have a curfew. Oh. You know, we have a curfew here at 10. I just found that out today. And the same thing what you just said. Nine o'clock. Um, old kids under 18 have to be at home unless in company by an adult, and on the weekends it's like 11 o'clock or something like that. I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember that. I don't remember that being passed or anything else like that. I mean, maybe I'm just being a recluse and not reading the paper or whatever. No, 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 no. It's some. It, you're you're right. It's some schmuck in the in the city council that thinks he has power, that thinks he knows what's best, and wants to quote unquote help the community and lower crime. So he wants to get the kids off the street in the night so they're not exposed to drugs because yeah. he loves them yeah, so much. What about kids going to work? He, what about kids that have to go to work or something like that? This is ridiculous. Yeah, well, Ray, I mean, look, uh, time and time again, all we see are problems, and on top of the problems, we see politicians coming up with solutions that have nothing to do with fixing those problems. And I think, Ben, I think one thing you said it, and you said it well, was face-to-face in in regards uh, to what we have to do. I mean, this is really... The, 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 I guess the precipice, I'm, I'm not sure what word I want to use it, with the impasse. I mean, yes. we are now at the point where we have seen our country turning into a police state, yeah. now really being a police state. You know, we were all outraged when we saw the Pier 57 concentration camps in 04 at the RNC. We were all outraged. I was, because it was very shocking mm-hmm. to me because I had not looked through the glass, so to speak, at that point. But now, I mean, this is this makes that look like a playground. Now they're openly saying, hey, yeah. here are the concentration camps, and by the way, we have tasers and plenty of cells and who knows what's going to happen if you go in there um and and, the th- and and not only that but they in in the 2004 and a lot of people will be listening to this and they'll say well those are the troublemakers that they're picking up no 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 no. they went in 2004 no. they picked they up caged people yes they caged people they picked up those bright orange street nets okay right. two cops on either side and they and they yeah. and they encircled massive amounts of people right. with them even people leaving their houses leaving their peaceful business. protesters not peaceful not even peaceful protesters some dude that w- was leaving his house that went to the store to get a jug of freaking milk gets yeah. scooped up in this thing and thrown into a concentration camp wasn't it's even protesting wasn't even doing wasn't protesting against anybody wasn't even into politics gets scooped up and thrown into a concentration camp for more than 24 hours without any type of uh, uh, accusations or any Miranda rights being led to him, led to him. just unbelievable total lawlessness man. craziness that's happening in this country I could feel myself shaking and getting crazy no right but it now, is man, because unfortunately some what people what are you doing unfortunately people <laughs> you, don't man. believe it until it happens to them and a lot of people are not going to have it happen to them so I mean and what else do you have to do to expose this I mean the best thing to do and Ray I'll give you the last word before the break but the best thing I think we can do at this point is let's hope to God that they that people out there are documenting this experience really, really well. Mm-hmm. And let's hope that uh, organizations can uh, put, put the clips on YouTube and, and get it out to the news. And let's just show the country what the police has become in these specific situations. So let's call so, it what it is, is a concentration camp. And let's also say that it's martial law, even though maybe limited is. amount. Let's just say it the way that it is. And... Um, let history, you know, in 50 years or now, we're going to look back. Whoever's writing the history may change the history, 
But, you know, maybe we're going to look back at this month and say, oh, my God, look what we did. We complain about the Germans, what happened during Nazi Germany. And we're told, you know, to, that's abhorrent and everything else. But we're doing this. We're doing the same thing. Why? Because of security. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. We're doing security. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead. That's it. No, you know, thanks for the call. Mean, we we yes. really like to uh, talk to you, and we're glad you gave a ring. But, I mean, you know, as if this election already isn't a friggin' sham and a disgrace to this country. And, you know, the media is playing off this election like it's the biggest thing and it's the most important thing in our lives. Yeah. This election is already a and I'm joke. Sure, and I'm sure Barack Obama is going to come out about this, and I'm sure he's going to say, hey, what you guys are doing are wrong, and I demand that you release those protests. And I'm sure he's going to do that, um, which is just total nonsense. But, you know, the, the, the point that you made was to use historical references because not only do we need to call it what it is a concentration camp a dog pound where they're literally shocking the hell out of people and putting them in cages um, and not charging them with anything you need to tell them tell people that but you need to under tell them the historical reference what that means how important that is and 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 what the ramifications are that are of that long terms and 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 also the parallels between that nazi germany and all the other fascist uh communist totalitarian centralized regimes that are out there historically yeah i mean this it's amazing we are repeating the history of so many other countries and it's and, pathetic. It's, and, it's, and people it's still laughing, have no clue it's laughingly pathetic that that we do that and that people out there don't have a clue. It's just, uh, it's just we're pathetic. The whole country's shot. And I'm sure at one point I've I've thought in my head, or maybe we've even talked about it in our archives. I can I can go dig up. But I'm sure at one point, you know, we've humored over the idea that you know, like one day they're just going to have open concentration camps, and still people are still going to be yeah. a clueless as to what's going on. But Ben, like like I always say, the only thing that's keeping I think the whole movement alive, the only thing that's keeping somewhat of uh, the truth going is obviously with the internet with video and the with technology the way it is now that anybody can upload the their their internet the video to the internet almost instantly from their phone now with the iphone and all kinds of pdas so let's just hope to god that you know we can at least document what's going on because they're going to do it no matter what and yeah. if we fight back we're in big trouble because then we're going to be fighting cops mm -hmm. so we are in a huge dilemma uh more on this and much more folks when we return on the animal farm radio show stay tuned to your phone calls more news when we get back we shall return would like to participate in this program remain here the rest of you get the f out of here If we can allow these bastards, these pieces of crap, to create concentration camps uh, just at the Democratic National Convention, just at the Republican National Convention, then these bastards will take it to the next level and they will create them permanently for all people that oppose all policies. Bunch of scum dirtbags! That is something that we have to be fearful of. That's something that we have to be uh, paranoid about, essentially, and we have to fight this every step of the way, tooth and nail. 512-646-1984 is the number to reach us. That is 512-646-1984 if you'd like to drop us an AOL instant message. Animal Farm Show, all one word. Um, and we were talking right here about these concentration camps that they're putting in the You're Democratic National Convention. But I want to I put this uh, question out there for the listeners or anybody else that may be listening. Do you really think Obama is going to stop this? The, the, <laughs> yeah. the brilliant civil libertarian that he is, the constitutional lawyer that he is because he went to school. For Obama it and, uh, pimps white women and black women. <laughs> do you really think he's going to stop this? Do you really think John uh, 
I am dead McCain is going to stop the uh, Republican National Convention. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you really think he's going to stop that? Um, and, and, and the answer is no. We have to stop it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, really? Because it's, it, we can't count on these corrupt bastards to do it. Yeah. This is normal. This is, this is what happens in a society. Junk gets corrupted. People do nothing. They mm -hmm. become docile. And then they end up getting into concentration camps and getting their heads blown up, arms chopped off, everything under the sun. And that's how it happens. And if we don't understand that and if we're not aware of that, we're going to be feeling the exact same wrath. Yeah, we're just like... What the heck are you guys doing? Trying to ruin my life and make me look like a freaking idiot? <laughs> just like Obama's <laughs> campaign slogan says, yes, we can. Yes, we can what? Yeah. Now, what are you trying to do? Yes, we can uh, lock yeah, you up and kill you. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, we can end the Iraq war, but continue the Afghanistan war. Yes, we can be pro-life and pro-choice at the same time. I don't know what this guy He's thinks anymore. And uh, I'll tell you, Ben, I mean, you want to talk about a campaign that seems to really, in my mind... Uh, with the potential that I saw with Obama, with the rock star status and the media behind him and the, the fact that he's got the cult following and the yeah, women the cult, painting and, and the, the, yeah, the whole rock star thing. And on top of it, we, seemingly with a country that is in such turmoil, most people still think that the Republicans are to blame somehow that it's like a, <laughs> it's the Yankees versus yeah. the Mets or, you know, whatever the case may be, Houston versus Texas. Yeah. Um, with the country the way it is, it seemed like, wow, this guy's got so much momentum that it seems like he's losing it. This His campaign seems to be going down the tubes at this point. And I tell you, now they're going to release their vice presidents, uh, you know, it's this week, hopefully, if not by the yes, end. Yes, as of early the as tomorrow for Barack Obama. And I can only imagine. And obviously, this, that's a big thing for a lot of people. But I, I don't want to get off the beaten path. I mean, I want to continue talking about the police state, just maybe even to finish up here. And, and Ben, I mean, I think the little monologue you, you presented there to open, honestly, I think it's I think it's true. And, I, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, we are at. I mean, we are in such deep, uh, we're in so deep at this point when it comes to the police really not only being taught to fear the people as though the people are the enemy, yeah. but vice versa now because of the black uniforms and the ski masks and what we talk about all the time. And we were repeating ourselves, but folks, it, it, it needs to be said because um, it, it's happening. I mean, we literally have. You know, the one of the biggest elections in American history coming up, and we're talking about the conventions for the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. Not the, good. Good God knows what's going to happen to the Republican Party. I mean, we'll talk about that maybe when more gets talked about. But the DNC, we are talking literal police state lockdown, Absolutely. and it make, it's making the RNC in 04 look like a playground. But finally, and, and the reason why we talk about what goes on in the UK once again is because it always finds ourselves. Here it always finds its way into American politics, into it American, there and ends up here, yeah. into American police, uh, you know, whatever organizations for the, le the at the very least. But sure enough, we talked about how Operation Sentinel was so mimicking a lot of things that goes on yeah. in, in Britain in the UK. But now we have passengers now test new face scanners. I mean, we're literally talking Minority Report here. Facial recognition scanners are being tr uh, trialed at an um, airport as part of a government effort to improve security and reduce passenger congestion. See, it's always about convenience, and if it's not about convenience, it's about protecting you from terrorism. Yeah. Because terrorists could, never, yeah, cause te terrorists could never find their way through a system like this, of course. The system has been introduced at Manchester Airport. It can be used by adult biometric passport holders from the UK and European economic area. It works by scanning passengers' faces and comparing it to the photograph digitally stored on their passport. So before I go on, I mean, this is a great ploy and reason why this always works is think about it last time you went to an airport how long was the line you know uh, i recently flew to vegas i waited over an hour and a half to go to the friggin counter yeah. and check my mm -hmm. bag it's a joke so they all 300 they, this, right this is a marketing campaign yeah. as much as as it is um, it is and and, and it 
it embodies the essential notion, and this is something that we haven't talked, probably haven't talked enough about on the show, probably. but the notion of, of problem-reaction-solution right. and what that is, and, and, and basically the, 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 what problem-reaction-solution is for people that are new that are listening that have never heard before, uh, government creates a problem, and this isn't just government, this is private organizations as well. Uh, they create a problem, such as the airline industry, long lines, um, security checks, things of that nature. Yes, they get a reaction <laughs> from their people. So they start with the problem, then they get a reaction from the people. Oh, these lines suck. Oh, the security measures are horrible. He's sticking gloves up my ass. It's, it's, it's the worst <laughs> oh, thing you can ooh. imagine. Um, and then they get a solution. Then they put forth their own solution that coincides with the problems that they originally created. So this biometric face scanning uh, things where, where they can scan your face and they know your sure. identification, they know everything about you, they know which way you move, you are, um, you are viewed through security cameras that are color-coded and, and uh, that essentially put an ID identification number on you that lets them view where you are going, where you've been, um, and, and just it's absolutely It's as simple as this, then it's a database. It, exactly. it doesn't need to be explained in detail. It's yeah. very simple. They want your database. They want your catalog. They want to be able to track you, and they're going to do it uh, anyway from one to a hundred different things. I mean, and they don't care about freedom. They don't care no, about the Constitution. <laughs> they don't care about the... Uh, the ramifications of that. They don't care the, the, the long-term results of doing that and implementing a system like that. Even if, you, even if you pretend, even if you want to believe that 99% of all terrorism in the last 20 to 30 years has not been government-sponsored, let's pretend that that's not true because I'm a nutcase conspirator, okay? Let's pretend that's not true. This system is still not going to work because mm -hmm. it, it requires a technology that is foolproof. And that's why this article, I think, is so important. Again, this is Manchester uh, introducing these face scanners. Um, it works by scanning passengers' faces and comparing it to the photograph digitally stored on their passports. The Lib Dem said the government must ensure the technology is foolproof. No technology ever created is foolproof. Never will. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the and problem. We do happen to be technology experts on this. Yeah, on this well, you show. know, we're very technology savvy, especially Pyeth, because he can play sound clips, and I think he has more fun than we do. But yes. facial recognition technology <laughs> is part of the Home Office's eBorders program, which is aimed at transforming the UK's border control to ensure greater security and efficiency. And I'm just, I'm still like, I want to just start crying here because we talked about this has been talked about on so many great talk shows over the last three, four years. They've been, you know, they've been telling this is coming, and sure enough, yes, I know, I know. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Pyatt. Ministers believe. <laughs> you see why Pyatt has more fun? I know. He just oh, makes boy. fun of us. <laughs> <laughs> that one always seems to get me. Ministers believe the facial recognition technology will help identify criminals and terrorists trying to enter the UK illegally. Yeah, because, you know, terrorism obviously leading cause of death to this day. Never mind cancer, AIDS, to, you know, Terrorists. tobacco, alcohol, poisoning. Either e even with food us. poisoning's got more deaths. Yeah. Sorry, Pyth, go ahead. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. They, they are fearless leader, hard at work. Terrorists. Uh, I think he recently didn't have to bring Bush into the whole situation. You don't have to give him too much credit. But hey, didn't he take a vacation recently? He obviously needed a vacation. Oh, I know he's working right. so hard. Yeah, we're only in about 17 Good. more. Give him a vacation for the rest yeah, of the time that he's there. i got to go to Vegas. Yeah, and apparently he went to the Olympics and he got, like, drunk in the stands. I saw some pictures. I'm not sure if they're true or not, but felt up some... some uh Chinese cheerleaders. Yeah. Mean, good God, ben. I saw the picture. No, he did not feel I did see, I, no, it. No, it was on Yahoo. I no. saw it. I saw it. No, you didn't. He did. And that's this the truth. Is <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. Why do you think it's beyond him? 
Ben, if, if our president felt up Chinese cheerleaders, I, I think I felt them up, but you know, had his arms around them. I can't even deal with Ben. I can't even. I, I got to fi finish this article before I just lose my my head all, <laughs> all together. About 13. Thanks for coming. Thank you, George. About 13 million people in the UK have been issued with a biometric passport, which contains microchip holding biographical information and images, and a further 30 million people living in the European Economic Area, which incorporates the EU countries plus Iceland. Lichten, Norway, Switzerland have biometric passports, it's folks. It's freedom. Gotta love freedom, folks. When we get back, let's talk more about this and get your phone calls and continue the nuttiness that is the Animal Farm Radio Show. Stay tuned. What the hell was that? Yeah, that's cool. 512-646-1984. Was that a new bumper? Yeah, that that was, that was, there? And if I'm not mistaken, that was a nice, that was a pretty cool bumper. And whoever put that together, wow. my kudos. And uh, don't whoever put that together, maybe get our show intro yeah, correct. Get, and get the uh, intro right. That'd be nice. I actually labeled it for you guys. Intro one. That'd be great. Right, no, we're, we're, we're never going to put this down, folks. Just get used to it. <laughs> our intro <laughs> is a huge part. Well, I don't know, Ben. I think we're at the... Um, and um, oh, by the way, we did talk over the break. We are going to have the power segment tonight, so there's yes. something to look forward to. If Excuse me. If you've, been, if you've been very disappointed with the show thus far, but I mean, I don't know where we're at. We have uh, Lieberman being confronted on 9/11, and he didn't. Yeah, apparently, he said he had no evidence that Building Seven collapsed. We have Pelosi confessing that she knew the truth that the war that you know Bush waged was completely based on false falsities. BS. She knew. She knew. And she didn't say anything. Well, okay. Well, I tell you what. Let me just. Play. Let me play the clip because, well, actually, it's, you know, it's about seven minutes. I don't want to waste time. You guys oh, check it out. Go to Democrats.com. It's right on the front page. But, uh, you know, Pelosi, what, what a disaster of a human well, being. A girl, but about as sharp as a sack of wet mine. Speaker of the House, and she is as useless as, as can be. And I don't want to use profanity because I won't. I just won't do it right now. I'm not in the mood. The show's been crazy enough. But I will play the Lieberman thing. Check this out. And uh, for this reason, I was wondering if you would support a new investigation into 9 11. Uh, Wait, pause that for a second. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, so this person comes out and they say, I was wondering if you would support a new investigation into 9 11, and you hear the sheeple, scumbag sheeple around him saying, Oh, boy. Well, well, this always, oh, my goodness. This happens. This always happens. You had, you had Silverstein, and I want to add on that because you remember when they, and we didn't, I don't think we ever played the confrontation of Silverstein when he was talking about the new, you know, World Trade Center and the shopping. And it was, it almost made me uh, excrete. Okay, I'll, I'll use that word. I don't know what else to use, but I, I was I was watching the clip and I was like, all right, I expect the sheeple, I expect the dumbasses to. Oh boy, I, I knew that was that was my fault. That's uh, your fault. Yeah, that was my fault. I, I expected people to be like, oh, come on, get him out of here, shut up, tase him, tase him. I expected that from the sheeple, but what I did not expect was the lonesome little girl in the back thing. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Silverstein, can you tell me what kind of shopping I could expect in the World Trade Center? <laughs> because, you know, listen, never mind about government corruption and mass homicide. Let's talk about what kind of shoes I'll be able to buy. But Ben, <laughs> let me play the clip and then I'll let you comment. Let me play it. I have a few others introduced and, and sought through the legislature through Congress to be adopted. Let me skip ahead here because I think he's, yeah, he's talking. Third building that fell out of New York in that day, which was World Trade Center 7, which is actually not hit by a plane. And uh, for this reason, I was wondering if you would support a new investigation into 9-11. Uh, from all that I know about this, uh, the investigation really was done on what happened. I, 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 every now and then I, I, I read 
meet somebody along the trail or ask them about this building seven, but I, I have no evidence that this really occurred. Uh, Unfortunately, the video goes to clips of seven falling, so just pardon the noise. It's gone, man. This commission was totally bipartisan, uninhibited. Um, they dug up everything. They were very critical of people in our government and our intelligence services, so I think if they had no reason. I, I know that some people think it was a cover-up here. There's always, always seems to be conspiracy theories that come out of any national trauma. And this is what everybody says. Every time oh, every time there's a national tragedy, conspiracy theories fly. Well, you know what? Because unfortunately, almost every time a national tragedy exists, there are conspiracies. That's yeah. the sad part, but anyway. But I, I have seen no conspiracy. The building, the third building did fall on that day, and it was completely omitted from the report. I'm just asking you if you would support a new investigation considering these based on what I know now, I would not. Thank you. Yeah, yes. well, he in that interview because you know nothing. He says he's got no evidence that supports that it even fell. So I mean, is he lying? Yeah, probably. And on top of it, even more disappointment from my world in my little bubble. Uh, Jerome Corsi, probably my you know top three favorite journalists in the world. Uh, you know, I guess after writing this book about Obama, now comes out saying now he rejects the 9/11 truth or arguments, and basically, I mean, he doesn't even go doesn't even go soft on it and say, well, you know, I think the government screwed up the investigation. He no. just basically says that he believes exactly what the government is well, saying, and now that just pisses me yeah, off. He's now officially awful, drinking man. the. He's, he's now ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard. He's drinking the Kool Aid. Uh, beforehand, he was he was coming out about it. He was saying, oh, there's some really messed up things about 9/11 and Building Seven and this and all. He, he was sounding like a conspiracy theorist and he goes on these neocon radio shows he gets a number one uh new york times bestseller and everybody's interviewing him and everybody's worshiping him and then all of a sudden he goes out and he says you know they confront him they say hey you know your credibility is starting to get shot because sure. you believe um the same thing that these crazy 9-11 truthers believe in. and then he goes oh no 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 no, no. please keep buying yeah, my oh, books no, yeah. please keep yeah keep, keep just because i went on their show doesn't mean it yeah, please keep me on television. Please uh, keep keep licking my balls. I, I just <laughs> oh, he's he's uh, he's a scumbag, and all he wants is is his more money. And he literally went back on what he was saying. And oh, it, definitely, and it, it, it is utterly disgusting. Well, he's, he's, here's another person that that really takes a look at the truth and turns a blind eye towards it, and doesn't have the moral uh, integrity and the moral um, authority to really. To, to put himself out there, to have the balls to put himself out Man, there. Amen. And to do it. You're right. And, and this is the kind Say of... everybody oh, haven't seen you. my balls. They're big and salty and brown. <laughs> yes, I, was, I knew that was pick, coming. Pick me up. Just stick my balls in your mouth. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Suck Woo. on my chocolate salted balls. Uh, we, might, we might get some comments ben, for you, that. You had lick my balls. Thing. That, I, that, I, that I was apologize yeah, for that. that. You had that coming <laughs> the whole way. It came out. But, um, yeah, I mean, from Jerome Corsi, of all friggin' people, Jer the Jerome Corsi, uh, who covers everything and has been on, you know, he's been on shows. And I think one of the things, too, uh, because every time someone goes on Alex Jones' show, they're, they're all of a sudden, whenever they get some kind of popularity, all of a sudden they're dubbed as, oh, you know, they, they get asked the question, do you think the government was behind 9-11? And, of course, I would never blame Alex Jones. I mean, he's doing a great job. He does a show. But it's just ridiculous how they do this. They bring it out on mainstream TV and yeah. then they, they uh, you know, explain 
never mind. Jerome Cruz wrote a book about Obama. Mm-hmm. Okay, and of course they have to bring yeah. up a nine eleven well, question. One of the things it's that Obama! I really, that's a sick thing. One of the things I wanted to comment about was something that uh, Joe Joe Lieberman said uh, was uh, he was basically saying that there was no uh, he saw no uh, the the investigation was completely independent. They were hard on the government. <laughs> they were and the government. He said the Bush administration was very against yes, it. Oh and the, yeah, great. and the person that founded the commission <laughs> co-wrote a book <laughs> with. Kissinger. Con- who co-wrote a book with Condoleezza Rice? Henry Keen co-wrote a book with yeah. Condoleezza Rice. There were so many, uh, there were so many conflicts of interest that they actually put out a public statement that said we are all going to have to recuse ourselves at one point in this whole thing. Who headed so the commission? That, it was it was it was uh, Thomas Keen, who headed the commission. I thought it was Henry Kissinger. No, no, no. They originally wanted Henry Kissinger to to uh, head the investigation. Then the mothers and the p- families on uh, the Jersey Girls came out and said. <laughs> And went to Henry Kissinger and said, hey, you have financial ties with Osama bin Laden himself. Why are you going to head an investigation on 9-11? And they literally forced him out of it. But it really goes to show what uh, what the government's intent was when the original uh, 9-11 investigation committee was formed. They wanted to put someone like Henry Kissinger in there, a person saying that he wanted the United States to lose their national sovereignty by bringing United Nations troops into, into southern uh, California. This person's an utter... A scab man he is just a piece of crap and they wanted to put him in front of the 9-11 investigation and the fi- and the families wouldn't have it so they flipped out and they said we don't want henry kissinger in there he literally has financial ties to the person that's supposedly behind the 9-11 yeah. tax we don't want him in there so they so they recused him they put him out of there and they put thomas Keene in there co-author of a book with kind of lisa rice yeah. um and, and and who who supposedly homogenized the whole 9-11 investigation and was blocking things here and there so it was just a total whitewash from the beginning we all knew it um and, and to hear senator lehman obviously he has better things to do than to study quote-unquote conspiracy theories but no, for Lieber, him to, lieberman knows what's going on i mean let's not even take his words for granted i mean i expect like a bulgarian mail order bride course with your own betters yeah well but this is what i'm talking about see i expect it. i'm not surprised when rush limbo makes an ass out of himself every day on, on the radio i'm not surprised when lieberman totally bs's the public on live tv or on YouTube. I'm not surprised when George Bush can't spell his own name. I am surprised when Jerome Corsi, uh, who I respect 100%, uh, tries to, I guess, evade certain problems by basically going against. I mean, I've heard him on Alex Jones, and I, I don't remember yes or no if he supported a new investigation. I wish I can recall it from my memory, so I don't want to quote him or uh, even paraphrase what I thought he was for. But I'll tell you the truth, man. I like, I like to get him on the show because I'm yeah. sick and tired of this already. Well, I mean, the thing this is, is man, such obviousness to me. This is so unbelievable. Unbelievably obvious that the investigation is just completely ridiculous. No matter what you believe and what religion and where you come from, what your political beliefs, the investigation that the government, you know, co-opted together, mm-hmm. that they put together, the staff they put together, and the report they released, uh, thanks to David Ray Griffin, we know it's complete and utter yeah. nonsense. Well, you know, I, I think, um, and I hate to say this, but you know, we haven't been in the movement for an incredibly long time. We uh, True. have been in uh, public for even a lesser amount of time, and you and I are both starting to understand that uh, the things that we see in this movement, uh, internally in this movement, oh, yeah. aren't quite what they seem. Yeah. Uh, the people that we think are patriots yeah. not, aren't necessarily patriots, so we really have to watch our back there, and everybody else that's listening really has to watch their back and become their own self. Just, just be true to yourself, folks. Just, Absolutely. Just, you know what? Just be true to yourself, and you can't go wrong. You know, None of us are going to agree 100%. Even Ben and I don't agree all the time, so it is what it is. But just be at least be true to yourself. And I'm just drunk, and I think you got to get him on the show. Let's come, Jeffrey, hang on. Our friend Jeffrey from Kentucky to get you on the air. Then we'll go to the power segment. So stay tuned, folks. Much more to come on the end of the show. 
today we become... Radio show final segment. Uh, Pia is overdosing on those warhead candies, which I was talking about before, <laughs> and uh, it's obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously doing him very well on the board. Ben, we're, we're out of our minds tonight. We've had some crazy screw ups as far as technicalities go, and our technical problems with the computer. And we're going to try to bring it home. And I want to go to Jeffrey in Kentucky, who's patiently holding Jeffrey. You're on the farm, and you're a good man. What's on your mind, buddy? Hey, uh, hey, uh, I talked about, I talked this, about with, this with the, the new gentleman on. Say again? Say again? Yeah, go ahead, Jeffrey. We're having live. The phone just cut out there. Go ahead. Yeah, start from, it, this, yeah, start from the beginning. I just talked about, I just talked about Jerome, 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 Jerome course, yeah. course with a guy named, yeah, a guy named he's now filling in the spot where Alex Jones was on WTPR. And, yeah. and if you want to see what Jerome Corsi was really about, you guys need to dig into something called the count, uh, Council on National Policy. And it is basically the right-wing fringe in America, if you want to call it that, version of the CFR. Matter of fact, they're so secretive that they're not even allowed to broadcast um, emails and stuff over the Internet or they will be kicked out of the group. Really? Yes. Jeff, if, if you would do us a favor, just e- either email Ben to- uh, Pyeth or myself, or, wow. you know, if nothing else, post it. But definitely, if you could, shoot us a little, you know, any information, some links. Because i got to tell you, well, Jeffrey, I want to do some research, and I want to get Jerome Corsi on because, again, uh, someone well, whose journalism I really respect. Go ahead. The, the crazy thing about it is, is these people that have been propped up as patriots in the patriot community, so to speak, are rubbing elbow and elbow with the likes of, like, Phyllis Schlafly and Oliver North. And some of the people are, like, Larry Pratt and Paul Craig Roberts and Jerome Corsi. So, and like I said, they're in a, they're, they're in a more secretive group than um, the CFR Bilderberg group. Matter of fact, one of the key speakers, we can't find any information from what I've been researching, that is post-2001. So all the information that, we'll have, that I have is a little bit old, but the fact of the matter is there's been hinted rumors that George Bush won his first election run, spoke in front of this group, and so did Dick Cheney, and now John McCain. So I don't know. I'll get you guys the information, but this whole Jerome Corsi thing didn't really blindside me. It was a little bit weird how he was coming on the radio shows around here and trying to propagate a book that blatantly propagated the false left right paradigm yeah mm-hmm, absolutely and and then jeffrey we, we're running short on time so we gotta let you know but thank you very much for the call but yeah i mean i i agree there was uh it's a good point jeffrey i, I saw jerome Corsi. yeah i saw him rubbing elbows with the neocons here and there and uh it wasn't too too much of a surprise for me but it was a little bit of a surprise so thank you very much for the call the animal farm radio show Laws that guy that wears that badge and a gun, that's the one that puts you in jail. That's the law. So, do you men lack confidence? Need some help in that intimate area? Well, now we have the answer for you the Animal Farm Radio Show. Eight minutes left, and there's not a minute to waste. And it's time for the official. Animal Farm Power segment. 
where we power through news at a very fast pace. Right, the power, the world famous power segment. Ooh. We don't mess around anymore, folks. We're going to start with our power segment is here. U.S. Bank to fail within months. The global financial crisis is set to get worse with a large U.S. bank likely to collapse in the next few months. The former IMF chief economist has warned Kenneth Rogoff's comments came as shares as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac sank on a report that the home lenders would in effect be nationalized. Yes, Buffalo cops terrorized family in quote-unquote war on drugs. Armed with a battering ram and shotguns, Buffalo police looked for heroin, broke down the door, and stormed the lower apartment of Westside family of eight. The problem is the Wednesday evening raid should have occurred at an apartment upstairs, and that's only the tip of the iceberg. According to Shaven Pen- Pennyman, who lived at the mistakenly raided apartment on Sherwood Street with her husband, Terrell, and six children. There you go. Are you some kind of moron? Whoa, rack <laughs> one up for the gun-toting Americans. Elderly woman grabs gun, holds would-be burglar at bay, and makes him call 911. An 85-year-old great-grandmother <laughs> from Lake Lynn, great. Fayette County, kept an alleged burglar at bay using a 22 caliber pistol. According to police, a 17-year-old suspect was attempting to burglarize Lita Smith overnight. That's when Smith grabbed her gun and told the teen that she would shoot him if he moved, police said. And sure enough, Ben, she held him at gunpoint and made him call himself in on the phone. God bless wow. this great patriot woman. Go nice. on. Nice. At inner city L.A. high, nearly six in ten dropout. That is nearly 60% of an inner city at an L.A. high school dropout. Amid the verdant laws and leafy trees at Tidy Jefferson Senior leafy High School trees. campus, a police officer patrols the grounds and signs warn that guns are illegal. Students in the inner city schools say gang members frequently disrupt class and teachers spend much of their time dealing with troublemakers. Biggest problem here however maybe what you don't see all the dropouts 58 percent dropout rate in la schools great country's really doing well indian police say boy pushed 10 year old girl from bridge killing her for an ipod calcutta india you got it right ben this is sick why am i laughing i'm going right to hell god am i going to hell what God, are you there? Am I going to hell? God, yes. is there? God. Okay, I'm going to hell. A 14-year-old schoolboy in yes. Eastern India had think. Okay, God, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I won't see it then. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean sure. to. La- I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. God, it just. I just can't deal with the news any other way than laughing. Okay. So uh-huh. Okay. A 14-year-old schoolboy in Eastern India has been arrested on suspicion of murdering a younger student who refused to give him her iPod. Police said, "How sad." On Tuesday, the boy, the boy allegedly pushed a 10-year-old girl off a 30-foot bridge then climbed down and strangled no. her unconscious body on Monday, said Swapin Banjuri. That's ben- a lot of energy. The officer in charge of the local police station in Surrey, a town in West Bengal State. How unbelievably sick for an Apple product of all friggin' things. Your turn, Ben. After Bible seized, U.S. group won't leave Chinese airport. They, uh, they, they, Seized 300 Bibles were found during an X-ray scan of group's luggage. I guess they were sardined in there like a bunch of illegal immigrants. Oh, yes, I uh, read about that in the Bible. <laughs> it is illegal in China to bring printed religious material for more than personal use. Uh, China says Christians free to worship in government registered churches. That's uh, a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God. God knows. God knows about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> group members say they will not leave airport until Bibles are returned. Tony, your turn. I guess God is still upset about Verizon going down. Cops. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, I, I guess it's still part of the police state news, but I'll get to it now. Cops using GPS devices to track suspects. What is next? Good God. Police nationwide. <laughs> Police nationwide have a new method for tracking suspects, one that they'd rather Ooh. not let you know. 
Smurf. It's simple. <laughs> Attach a hidden GPS tracking device to someone's car when it's parked in a public place and see where it goes. How technology's really going far nice. here. According to the Washington Post, why not just put an RFID chip up your ass? According to the Washington Post, cops have used this method to catch people suspected of murder, sexual assaults, burglary, drug dealing, even embezzlement. So, They're supposed to enforce the law, not break the law. Yeah, civil liberties groups have cried foul, claiming it's an invasion of privacy. Oh, my God. And violation of search and seizure laws. Okay, and your man. days of running around this city like a cowboy are over. Right, Jimmy, Jimmy Justice. Amen, Jimmy Justice. USA Today, Iraqis by billions in U.S. arms. Uh, Bezmea Combat Training Center, Iraq. The Iraqi general grabbed the hull of America's number one battle tank and gave it a shake. It's very hot, said General Mahana. Uh, this is a long story. I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> get <but> into it. <laughs> There's not in the power segment. We have to power through news at the very fast pace. Iraqis buy billions in U.S. arms. Tony, go for it. Uh, and, and folks, once again, I mean, we're not on any drugs. We are actually drug-free. High on life. High on life and sad at our falling uh, country in this fading republic. But wholesale prices rising at fastest pace since 1980, which is so many great fluffy, lighthearted type articles. <laughs> wholesale prices rising at fastest pace since 1981. I was born in that year. Wholesale prices jumped in July at the fastest rate in more than a quarter century, furthering concern about continued increase in inflation at a time when economic activity has ebbed. The new federal government data shows that the cost of materials used by businesses increased 1.2% in July and have risen 9.8% during the past 12 months. It was largest uh, yearly increase since 1981 as businesses absorbed sharp increases in energy and other commodity costs. Today's report follows recent news that consumer prices are also rising faster than expected and faster than the Federal Reserve's generally accepted target rate of around 2%. And folks, I don't have to tell you this. I mean, good God, go to your supermarkets and look at the price of uh, you know a, a box of cereal. It's it's like $4.75 for yeah. friggin' honey, you know, bunches of oats. I can't even afford the oats anymore, Ben. So, uh, you know, I don't <laughs> Wait, know. The economy going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Uh, this out of Hartford. City Council okays immigration amnesty ordinance. Uh, the city Council staked its ground money in the immigration debate, unanimously approving an ordinance that bars police from inquiring about immigration status. The ordinance, if signed by <laughs> Mayor Eddie Perez, would prevent police from arresting or detaining anyone solely because immigration authorities have issued an administrative warrant for Woo! them which is a civil matter. Uh, the ordinance also prohibits other city employees from asking anyone seeking services about their immigration status. Uh, well, Ben... Uh, that is it for the power segment. Yeah, the power segment has concluded. I mean, I have a couple more things, but I really want to save them for Thursday. And, of course, we're going to have Jason Burmis on the show yes. Thursday. So, folks, stay tuned for Jason Burmis, creator of Loose Change. Power segment will continue. Um, <laughs> and it should be a great show, but unfortunately we're out of time. Next show on Thursday, obviously, Jason Burmis will join us. But I also want to talk about now college presidents are seeking to lower the drinking age for their college campuses because of the craziness that that's going on. Wow. And perhaps we'll also touch upon the hallucinogens that can now heal people. I have no idea. I'm not going to do you know any hallucinogens, but still. The world is going to hell in a handbasket like Alex Jones accurately describes with folks. This is the Animal Farm Radio Show. For, so for Ben, for Pyeth, I am Tony Pack saying thank you so much for listening. Thank you for staying with us through the crazy breaks and te technical malfunctions. And dissent in your government is as American as apple pie. So keep it up, folks, and keep up the support. We appreciate it. And we'll speak to you on Thursday night. So stay tuned. And we'll talk to you then. Have a great night. Good show. Jolly good show, Major.